What's good, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Amatelica TIS podcast with your host, yours truly, Jai Shields. Got a good show here for this Saturday, May the 15th, the year 2021. Uh, lots to do, lots to talk about here on this weekend's program. I promise you all I was going to give you my two cents on Tim Tebow and that absolute circus act with them uh, and the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. Give you uh, my two cents. This is 2020-2021 NBA regular season. It's coming down to the wire second to last day the final weekend of the NBA regular season here in 2021. Give you my uh, comments on uh, Albert Pujols, who's now going to be a member of the Los Angeles Dodgers uh, as of today. And I give you uh, my two cents on uh, the Olympics as far as uh, the 2021 uh, Olympic Games are concerned for this upcoming summer. But first things first, I, I promise you all that I was going to give you my two cents on this on Wednesday. Uh, so, and I will fulfill, I will come through on that promise and give you my two cents on Tim Tebow, uh, who looks like will be a member of the Jacksonville Jaguars heading into training camp in 2021, uh, as not as a quarterback, but as a tight end. How and the, the idea, first off, the idea that the Jacksonville Jaguars would even entertain something so stupid, so asinine, so attention-seeking, so inane, so ridiculous, so egregious is beyond me. Okay, the, the, the Jacksonville Jaguars, a franchise that outside of an AFC championship game in 2017, has done nothing absolutely nothing in the last 25 or so years that they've been an NFL franchise. Absolutely nothing. And they have an owner who's more worried about with his Waluigi mustache, is more worried about selling this team and making sure that it, that his franchise that is based in Jacksonville, Florida, United States of America is more interested in having circus acts and performing a fourth of their home schedule in uh, across the pond in London, England, than he is about wor- than he is worrying about winning football games. Okay, so 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 this, I guess it's just part of the the uh, the uh, the Shad Khan Jacksonville Jaguars circus that's going to be traveling around the world. We'll play a fourth of our home games in Lo- in London, England. We'll have uh, we'll have Trevor Lawrence, number one pick out of uh, out of uh, Clemson. Oh, by the way, we'll have Urban Meyer, who's got more health issues than he can shake a stick at. That's essentially bounced. That's Coached at Ohio State, Florida, been on TV at Fox. We'll bring him in here who's never coached an NFL game ever in his life on the professional level. We'll have we'll bring him in. He'll be our new head coach. And, oh, by the way, we'll have Tim Tebow, who's in his early 30s, who has not appeared in an NFL game in nearly nine years, has not played quarterback in the NFL in nine years, and has never played tight end on any level, high school, college, NFL, any level. Has played tight end, and we're going to bring him in and invite you to training camp this summer, and have him go out there and and and, and have tight end, and he and Tyler Eifert will have tight end reps for Jackson for Jacksonville in Duval. I mean, really? I mean, you got to be kidding me! Is this this another piece of the Jacksonville Jaguar circus? Circus? Really? Really? Who he has never 
ever, 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 ever play tight end on any level. And yet we're going to bring Tim Tebow in to so play tight end in the National Football League when he hasn't played in an NFL game since 2012. Really? This is what we're going to do now? Why? And, and he gets the job. Why? Because because the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, Urban Meyer, is his old college coach down in Florida? I mean, that, that is such a joke. Such a joke. How, how about all of the young tight ends that are fighting to get roster spots that were passed up on in this past year's NFL draft? How do you think they like it? To see that an opportunity, a golden opportunity that they that they deserve more than Tim Tebow does, and they're essentially cast off by the wayside because because Urban Meyer was Tim Tebow's coach at Florida over ten years ago. That's why he got the job because because the head coach is old college coach. That's why he got it. And the idea that Tim Tebow deserves an opportunity and he's a hard worker, he's determined, he's this, that, and the other. Oh, who cares? Give me a break. Oh, my gosh almighty, who cares? Who cares? Oh, he, he's a hard worker. He's, deter, he's determined. He's got a great worth, work ethic. He still stays in shape. He still works out this, that, and the other. So by that, so by that, so by that, uh, not, so going off of that, that means that every single... 31, 32-year-old man that stays in shape, lifts weights, uh, works out every single day, is a hard worker, fantastic work ethic, this, that, and the other. That means they deserve a chance to be on the NFL roster too? Because going off of that court, that's what you're telling me. So what? About who cares what his work ethic is. He's 32, 30, well, he's in his early 30s and has never played tight end in the NFL before. Or on any level. And has been out of the league for nearly a decade. I mean, you want to talk about a man and a human being that craves and is desperate for attention. He's the, sport, he's the sports world's version of the Kardashians. Every single time you turn around, they, 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 they're, they're finding they're finding a little niche, a little uh, every little nook and find, looking for every little nook and cranny and avenue to get some attention. Go away! Nobody cares about Tim Tebow anymore. Go away! Sit up here and then and, and, and he pulled this crap when he when he tried to convince everyone in America that he was going to end up becoming a major league baseball player. This dude was was going up against single A, double A pitching rookie ball and couldn't hit his weight. Who stunk in the minor leagues for the New York Mets, taking up a vital and taking up a roster spot to some 19, 20, 21 year old who deserved the chance. And was taking up a roster spot because his name was Tim Tebow. Doing, and he's going to sit up there and pull the same crap with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Taking up a roster spot on a 90-man training camp roster because his name is Tim Tebow. Nobody cares who you are, Tim. 
Nobody cares. No one gives a damn about your stupid national championships in Florida. No one gives a crap about your eighty-yard touchdown pass that you do to, that you threw to Demarius Thomas in the two thousand eleven playoffs against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Nobody cares. It's old news. Get over yourself. My gosh almighty. I mean, this guy makes me sick. Sit here taking up a roster spot. For what? For what? Man in his early 30s, been out of the league for nearly 10 years, goes to be trying to try out for a position that he has never on any level played at? Are you kidding me? I'm not supposed to take Tim Tebow seriously. And the Jaguars seriously as an organization for, get, for giving this asinine idea a thought to swim around in their brain. Like, what are we doing? Because, because the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars is his old college coach, so Tim Tebow gets a chance. Because he because he stays in shape and he works out on a daily basis, he deserves a chance. My mother's gym instructors are young; they lift weights, they stay in shape. What is Eric DaCosta going to pick up the phone and say? Hey, can you can you, you know, hey we're we're you know wide receiver isn't our strong point and and have them essentially you know run go routes in training camp next to Sammy Watkins and Hollywood Brown. My mother's trainers at the gym are young and lift weights to stay in shape. Do they get an opportunity to try out too for an NFL team? No, they don't. My gosh almighty. I'm sick of Tim Tebow. I really am. And all this crap. Well, he's a nice guy. He's a good, he's a good young Christian young man. He's good looking. He's down to earth. He's this, that, and the other. Oh my God almighty. Get away with that crap, will you please? Nobody cares. Give him a Nobel Peace Prize. What is he doing on an NFL roster in 2021? I, sw I swear, he's a sports ver he's a sports world's version of the Kardashians. Just shut up and go away. You couldn't hit your weight when you were with the Mets in their minor league system taking up a roster spot. You couldn't throw the football when you were in the National Football League. Give it up. Give it up. Just chill in Bristol, Connecticut and do SEC football shows during the fall. Give it up. Jeez. Why does Tim Tebow feel the need to essentially stick his nose and everything? For some attention and some clicks. Nobody cares, you egotistical, narcissistic maniac. Go away. You haven't played in the NFL in nearly 10 years. Go away. You attention whore? My God.
Attention. This Tim Tebow is like a freaking crackhead when it comes to attention. This man can't get enough. See, every time he turns around, he's trying to find some little nook and cranny of some avenue to get his fix. And I could care less if he's some if he's if he's a nice guy. And he goes to church every Sunday. He's a good Christian man who gives back to the poor, helps to feed the homeless. I don't care. Give him the Nobel Peace Prize. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure when his day comes, when he goes before the Lord, the Lord will say, "Well done, good and faithful servant." And and and, and good job for that. It's nice that he's a good human being. We need more Tim Tebow's in the world today in this day and age. But I'm not disputing how nice of a person Tim Tebow is. I'm talking about Tim Tebow, the football player, Tim Tebow, the athlete. And Tim Tebow, the football player's days are numbered. And just because he's a nice guy doesn't shouldn't negate or take away the fact that he's that he's being an attention-seeking, selfish, narcissistic, you know what, who has no business being on an NFL roster in 2021. Both can be true. He could be a, he could be a nice guy who's deserving of a Nobel Peace Prize and also have no business being on an NFL roster. In his early 30s, going out for a position that he's never at any point in time in his life played at. And just because he works out, keeps himself in shape, and has a nice work ethic, shouldn't shouldn't be the only qualifications. It shouldn't be a qualification and a justification for him being on a football team. After he's been out of the league for nearly 10 years. Again, how about Eric DaCosta pick up the phone or go to go to an Orange Theory, go to a Planet Fitness Go to a y go to his local YMCA and go find the riptest, most chiseled uh fitness instructor or 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 trainer that he can find and give him an NFL contract to come out and come out and join the Ravens and Owings Mills for training camp this July. Put him on a 90-man roster. So you can run wide receiver drills with uh with uh, Marquise Brown and Sammy Watkins. Why not? My goodness gracious. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's, just, it's, 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 so, it's so asinine, it's mind-boggling. Go away, Tim Tebow. My goodness gracious. Your your foot your playing days are numbered. Your playing days are over and they're numbered. You've been out the league for nine years. Give it up. Accept the fact you're not going to be an NFL star. Some some players are like that. Some players the the, the peak of their prime and the best that they play uh, football on a competitive level. Sometimes sometimes their ceiling is college. Gotta learn how to accept it and move on. Was Vince Young, Matt Leinert, the greatest NFL players in the world? No. There's their, their, their moments of glory came in college. That's fine. 
They learn how to be at peace with it and move on. Same thing goes for um another uh, Brian Bosworth. Brian Bosworth was no Lawrence Taylor or no Ray Lewis. He was a hell of a player in college, though. He was able to accept that and take it for what it's worth and move on. Tim Tebow needs to do the same. He, he needs to do the same. Swallow his pride. Stop being a narcissistic egomaniac who craves attention like crackheads crave for crack. Hang it up and move on. And the Jacksonville Jaguars, that's Urban Meyer and the owner, who's more interested in running a uh, a uh, international circus, back, bouncing back and forth from Jacksonville to London and everywhere else in between. They, every member of the Jacksonville organ, Jaguar organization that signed off on this ought to be ashamed of themselves. Because this, this crap don't make no freaking sense. It really doesn't. Take a break. Back with more. Just getting started. This is the I'm Telecateria's podcast. Back after this. Self-conscious, she has no idea what she's doing in college. That major that she majored and don't make no money, but she won't drop out of parents or look at her funny. Now, tell me that ain't insecure. The concept of school seems so secure. Sophomore three years ain't picked a career. She like, get I'll just stay down her and do it. Cause that's enough money to buy her a few years. Welcome back. To the Amatelica TIS podcast. Switching gears now to the National Basketball Association. Uh, as their season is coming down to the uh, is coming down to the home stretch here, this final weekend of the regular season, just to give you a feel of where everybody stands right now. Um, in the East, you just go right through East to West, uh, and then we get on to some other things. You have uh, the Seventy Sixes who uh, who clinch who have clinched best record in the Eastern Conference in the Eastern Conference with. Uh, uh, earlier, t- or they have clinched it. Excuse me already. Uh, coming in at number two in the East, uh, you have the Brooklyn. You got the Brooklyn Nets at the two. Uh, the Bucks as the three. Knicks as the four. Hawks as the five. Heat as the six. And then they play in as Celtics seven, Charlotte eight, Wizards nine, uh, Pacers ten. The Wizards clinched the play in. Uh, clinched the play in berth uh, earlier in the week. I believe that was on Friday is when they clinched their uh, play. In Bertha, thanks to uh, Russell Westbrook, who's been on an absolute hot streak, as I mentioned on Friday's sh- Friday show. They move into the ninth spot uh, as Indiana uh, lost and felt the wrath of LeBron James, who came off of injury earlier on Saturday in a 122 to 115 defeat uh, on, by the hands of uh, LeBron James and the Los Angeles uh, Lakers earlier on Saturday. Uh, so the Pacers fall back to the ten because with their loss to my with their loss to the Lakers on Saturday, 
Um, as if as of right now, uh, Washington would play. Washington would play Indiana to play in as long as Boston against Charlotte. Philly, I already said, locked up the one. The four and the five would be the Knicks versus the Hawks. Three and the six would be the Bucks versus Miami. A rematch of uh, last year's uh, of. Uh, rematch from last year's uh, postseason, and Brooklyn uh, would be the two seed and would await the seven seed uh, from the uh, playing turn from the uh, playing tournament. You go to the West. You got the Jazz. Who you have the Jazz? Uh, who's sitting at the who's sitting at the number one seed? The number one seed has yet to be determined. It will come down between them and Fiend. It will come down between. Uh, them in Phoenix in the last uh, day or so uh, as the number one seed in the Western Conference still has not gotten locked up yet. It's Jazz number one, Phoenix number two, the Nuggets are the three, Clippers are the four, Dallas is the five, Portland is the Portland is the sixth. Uh, they right now are out of the playing because of the tiebreaker that they have in their favor against the Lakers. The Lakers and Portland both have the same even record at forty one and forty one and thirty in the Western Conference as the Lakers are the seven and they are in the playing tournament with Golden State as the eight at thirty eight and thirty three, Memphis at at thirty eight and thirty three as well. Both uh, Golden State, Memphis, and San Antonio all have the playing. All have their three out of the four playing spots locked up. Was yet to be determined. Is this the, who's the seventh seed for the playing is going to be? Is it going to be Portland? Or is it going to be a uh, Los Angeles? So that's going to be uh, an int- that's going to be an intriguing set of circumstances on Sunday, last day of the NBA regular season. Uh, while Golden State, Memphis, and San Antonio all have the playing uh, spots from seeds eight to ten locked up. As uh to as tomorrow's uh game or as tomorrow's games last game of the regular season uh on Sunday is forthcoming just to give you a quick rundown of all of what's happening on uh, the last day of the season you got Celtics and Knicks Celtics and Knicks excuse me at one o'clock Pacers and Raptor Pacers and Raptors uh, at one. Uh, I bring that game up because that game has playoff implications as far as the Pacers are concerned. Uh, the Hornets and the Wizards at 1, Suns and Spurs at 2, Grizzlies and Warriors at 3.30, uh, which will mean nothing. Uh, Rock, Rockets and Hawks at 7 o'clock, Cavs and Nets at 7, Magic and 76ers at 7, Heat and Pistons at 8, Bucks and Bulls at 9, Mavs and Timberwolves at 9, uh, Lakers and Pelicans at nine, Clippers and Thunders at nine, uh, Nuggets and Trailblazers at nine as well, and the Jazz and Sacramento Kings are at nine as well. So you have so there you have it with your schedule. You got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, fifteen games on the docket. Uh, here for Sunday, uh, May the 16th in the NBA to close out the 2020-2021 uh, NBA regular season. Playoffs start the 22nd. A play-in tournament starts on Tuesday, May the 18th. Uh, so they, so you're going to be all set and raring to go for uh, some playoff basketball beginning next week with the play-in tournament. Uh, hopefully we get hopefully we get uh, Golden State versus the Lakers because that would be very not to say that Portland and Golden State wouldn't be intriguing either but you know you get LeBron James who's just coming off an injury trying to uh, do do the impossible and that's get the Lakers back to an NBA Finals out of uh, out of a playing out of a playing seed and have to go through uh, Golden State 
and uh, Steph Curry to do it. Uh, a team and and a, and a player, Steph Curry, that gave Le- that's given LeBron many a fits in an NBA Finals and in, in an NBA Finals setting. When going back to his days uh, with his uh, second rendezvous with the uh, with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, today also, uh, just to get it on the board, today is also uh, induction day for the for the basketball Hall of Fame, the enshrinement ceremony today. I don't I don't know why because you know especially because this is like a very important weekend in the NBA as far as uh, as far as playoff seedings and everything else is coming down to the wire. As far as uh, seating and and the playoffs and the play and everything else, why the NBA would put their enshrinement ceremony on the final weekend of the season, I don't understand, especially a ceremony that's uh, that was highly anticipated and has as much juice to it uh, as a Hall of Fame ceremony in recent years because, of course, this is because, of course, they got uh, the late, great Kobe Bryant, R.I.P., uh, getting enshrined into the Basketball Hall of Fame along with uh, great, as long, along with uh, the game's greats from the 2000s and Kevin Garnett and Tim Duncan going in as well. Uh, so I, and great granted baseball, they have theirs in the middle of their season too, but you know, it's middle of July. They're the only sport that's going on and the way that they have it, you can't have, you know, have them have an outdoor enshrinement ceremony in the middle of uh, November, December, and January where, you know, up in Cooperstown, New York, where there's three feet of snow outside and it's 20 degrees. So, so I kind of, so I kind of get the fact that baseball kind of has to have their ceremony in the middle of the season because that's when you know because that's the during during their season is when the, is the time of the year when the weather's nice up in Cooperstown, New York. Basketball not necessarily because you know it's an indoor sport and it's and ceremonies taken indoor. So they so if they wanted to, they honestly could kind of rival and put it up against the you know because the other sports at least the ones that I pay attention to the bas the baseball and the, and the football Hall of Fame enshrinement ceremonies. Are during the summertime, so the NBA could put theirs in the summertime. You know, a week or two or a month after the NBA Finals conclude, they could have it then. I understand that their schedule's been all thrown off because of COVID and everything else, but you know, interesting to see that their Hall of Fame enshrinement ceremony is the is the happens to be on the final weekend of their uh, regular season, where they're going to have a lot of juice as far as games that are taking place uh, on the hardwood. But like I said, LeBron, uh, like I said. Um, you know, Kevin Garnett, Kevin Garnett, um, got Kevin Garnett and, uh, and Kobe Bryant, God rest his soul, him and his, him and his daughter, uh, Gianna, just, uh, my, you, you still, it's been a few, it's been a year and you still can't believe that he's gone. You know, you just. It, it it it's it's so surreal and it's so crazy that that he's gone. It's just and the fact and God bless uh, his uh, his uh, his widow, his wife Vanessa Bryant for all that she's been through and then have to go through the legal problems as far as uh, the uh, the police department and leaking photos and all the pri and all the information how they screwed up. Handling uh, Kobe and and her daughter's uh, death, she's just been an absolute uh, trooper and just an absolute uh, warrior as far as handling the whole thing throughout the past uh, uh, throughout the past uh, year and a half or so. So, God bless Vanessa Bryant and everything that she's been through, and 
just uh, you know, I I mean, who am I to who am I to speak speak for him? But I'm pretty, sure, but I don't, but I'm gonna say it because I don't think uh, I'm I don't with, I'm gonna say it without fear of contradiction. I think it's fair to say that Kobe would uh, Kobe and her daughter Gianna would be very proud of uh, their of uh, their mother and uh, and uh, his wife of how she's uh, essentially handled uh, this entire uh, this entire thing throughout the, throughout the past year or so. So Kobe getting uh, inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame. NBA regular season is coming to a close. Games to keep an eye on. Games to watch on the final day of the regular season on Sunday. Uh, a couple of spots uh, as far as uh, the playoff seating and the play-in tournament is yet have yet to be decided coming up on the last day of the regular season. We get the NBA on the board. As there, uh, as it's a big weekend for uh, the National Basketball Association here on this uh, here in uh, mid-May of 2021. Take a break. Don't go anywhere. I'm Telekatia's podcast. Welcome back to the Amatelic TIS podcast. Switching gears now to the Olympics. Something that I was aware of and, you know, they couldn't get to because then you only have so much, many segments and so much time within a program to discuss a, brevi- uh, a buffet of topics that occur over the week or a few days when I record on Wednesdays and everything else with the draft and baseball season and 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 schedule coming out with the NFL and now Tim Tebow and all this other stuff. So, and I finally have a, a little window that I can get this on the board uh here for you. And that is the fact that the uh, IOC came out and said that they will uh that the rule 50 is will be upheld and that protests and demonstrations will be banned at the 2020/21 Olympic Games coming up this summer in Tokyo, Japan, which I uh which I'm going to come right out and say is 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 a joke and is uh and is absolutely positively ridiculous and ain't asinine and egregious to the highest order considering that all that America as a country has gone through considering what uh what's going on in in uh, in the situation with Israel and what's going on 
uh, and South. It's not just America that's having issues left and right. The entire world. I mean, go ahead and go ahead and Google what's happening. You know, you know what's happening uh, in in Israel with with that situation that's going on between uh, Israel and 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 Pal and Palestinian and all and all the stuff that's going on in the Middle East. Go ahead and look at what's going on in South Africa in the last few months and the absolute turmoil and, and hell on earth that's gone down in South America. And then, of course, look at what's been happening in America over the past year in 2020 heading into 2021. I mean, you want to talk about being as tone deaf and as clueless and out of sorts and out of touch with reality as you possibly can be. I mean that 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 is just egregious and it's just bogus. I mean these these athletes that by the way are risking getting COVID and God knows whatever whatever else God forbid might happen to them while they're participating in these games and you can't allow them to essentially protest and and what is essentially the most politicized sporting event there is in the world that is the Olympic Games. I mean that. That that is a, that is an absolute freaking disgrace and a, and a joke that you can't protest and can't demonstrate and wear Black Lives Matter paraphernalia or search shirts that say I can't breathe and all that other stuff. Really? I mean that that's what we're going to do now off the off of what's off of what's gone on in in this country and around the world over the over the past year and what. Tommy and building off of what Tommy Tommy Smith and Car and John Carlos did in the '68 Olympic Games in Mexico, and and really this this is what we're doing now. You you can you can't. It's simply put, folks. You can't argue it. You can't defend it. It's you cannot be more tone deaf and more and and just more out of touch with reality than the IOC. And again, it's not like that it's been that it's been just America that's gone through hell. Look what's going on in the Middle East and look what what uh was what's been going on, you know, south and 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 uh, look at what's going on in the world as a whole. Not just in in the United States, but in, in, around the world. It's been hell on earth for the past year or so. And we're going to ban protests and demonstrations and the most, the most politicized sporting event in the world that is the Olympics. All the Olympics is politics. Look at the games and uh, go back and look up in the 19, uh, 1948 Olympics. Go back, go and go, go and look those up. When um, what's his name? Uh, oh crap! What is his name? It it it's it, it's uh it's slipping my mind. Uh, the track star. What is his name? Holy crap! What is his name? What is his name? What is his name? What is his name? Uh, is uh. I should know this because I should know this. This is a bad job on my part. Uh, what is his name? Um, was it Jesse Owens? I think was it. It was Jesse. It was just. Is it Jesse Owens? Let me make sure I get this right. I should. I should know this. But um, 
But look at uh, it's just, it's just been it's just so the th- thir- not thirty eight thirty six Olympics. Uh, no wonder I was confused. I had the wrong, I had the wrong, I had the uh, the wrong the excuse me the wrong Olympic games. Um, look at Jesse Owens and what he did in the thirty six in the thirty six Olympics in Berlin in front of Hitler. Won gold medals in a hundred meter, two hundred meter, four hundred meter, or excuse me, won the won gold medals in a one hundred and two two hundred meter events in the Olympics in Berlin, and, and and won a gold medal in the long jump as well. Look at what and in the and one in the four by one hundred meter relay. In Berlin, in front of Hitler, in front of Hitler, in Hitler's backyard, a black man, dominating the Olympics. And dominating the Olympic Games in, in, in Hitler's backyard to his face. World War II. That, that, it, it, don't, it don't get no, polit- no political than that. Let's be honest. Miracle on ice. Americans defeating the Soviets. Democracy versus communism. That's politics. Come on. Cold War. Let's pay attention. Hell, you hell go to Rocky Four. I understand it isn't the Olympics, but Rocky Four is the same sort of premise. Rocky the American going up against Ivan Drago of the of the Soviets. That's politics. And in the most polarizing and most stressful year in recent memory. And the IOC is going to go ahead and 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 ban protests and demonstrations at their Olympic Games. Really? After what America and and the world in general has gone through over the last fifteen months or so, incredibly tone deaf, incredibly out of touch, and and it's just a joke. It really is a joke that the, that these kids. That these kids and these athletes that are risking health and everything else to go out there and perform in the Olympic Games and they're not allowed to express themselves and protest and bring awareness to causes that are that is important to them and a country that they represent in these games. And and the IOC is just gonna say to hell with you, we're banning it. At the, what a joke. What an absolute joke that is. Absolute joke. Take a break. Give me my thoughts on Albert Pujols signing with the Los Angeles Dodgers. This is the Amatelicatarius Podcast. Back after this. Welcome back to the I'm TIS podcast. One last thing to get on the board before we say goodbye, and that is the fact that that um, Albert Pujols uh, has found a new team and has found a new squad to spend uh, his last days as an MLB 
uh, active player, and that is the rich get richer, and the Los Angeles Dodgers get now. Granted, he has he's been a shell of himself for the past you know for the past nearly ten years, but still he's a Hall of Fame. He's still he's a Hall of Fame first baseman. It's going to go down as one of the greatest right-handed hitters in the history of the sport. Uh, as Albert Pujols will return to the National League and will and will go to. Uh, the defending World Series champion Los Angeles Dodgers on a major league deal f f to last the rest of the season. Uh, good for him. Glad to see that he can f have a proper and a, and a appropriate uh, send off as what is anticipated to be his final season as a uh, major league baseball player. So he can have a, a proper uh, form of closure to his career. Um, and maybe, you know, he can get lucky and ride the coattails of Mookie Betts, uh, of Mookie Betts, Cody Bellinger, uh, Clayton Kershaw and Trevor Bauer and get himself, uh, a, th a, um, a third world series ring, something uh, he has not had in nearly 10 years, uh, when he, during his last season with the air, with the uh, St. Louis Cardinals in 2011, in which they won that world series over the. Uh, Texas Rangers. So good for Albert Pujols. He has a new home. Uh, as far as other things in baseball are concerned, uh, my Baltimore Orioles are beginning uh, to show their ass again and and beginning to uh, embarrass themselves in front of the baseball world and absolutely just piss me off. The to 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 you know piss me off. Uh, you know to the tenth degree. Considering the fact that they've won one game since John Means' no-hitter on Wednesday, May the fifth, they lost. Uh, they lost their. They lost the. They got swept in a two-game series by the Mets when uh, when uh, their bullpen came in the eighth and ninth inning. I believe it was Tanner Scott uh, in the eighth inning on on Tuesday night against the Mets and came in and walked the ballpark and gave up a run to make it a one-run advantage for uh, a one-run advantage for my Orioles. And in the ninth inning, Valdez comes in, can't get anybody out, base it there, base it there, base it here, and all of a sudden the Orioles get walked off by some chump that's never even had a major league hit yet in his career and as and as you know and so we lose that game and then Matt Harvey comes in gets choked up and gets all emotion to a point where he forgets to where he forgets how to properly get guys out and and freaking just vomits all and pisses down his leg and all over himself and just gets owned owned by the New York Mets on Wednesday afternoon and they get destroyed the Orioles doing that game and meanwhile, the bats, I guess they left their bats and their attitude and their competitive nature at whatever hotel they were staying at in Queens, New York City, because that team for a 12-05, first pitch was as dead as a freaking doornail and got absolutely embarrassed by uh, the Mets and their two-game series up in, up in Queens, up at City Field. That's coming off of the fact they essentially were embarrassed by the Red Sox last weekend. Uh, Matt Harvey again got owned uh, this time by the Boston Red Sox last Friday in a rain delay that of a game that didn't finish till twelve o'clock in the morning. Uh, you know their offense complete, their pitching completely imploded, uh, and bats did not show up on Saturday night. Sunday, you know, Sunday wasn't any Sunday wasn't any better as they more competitive on Sunday. 
but they did not bring home the goods on uh, Sunday. They finally got off the schneid and had got a win on Monday night for once in their lousy, pathetic lives. And then on and then on uh, Friday, they uh, and then on Friday they have they have the lead up until the seventh inning. You know where uh, you know where Yankee comes off the bench and hits a go-ahead three-run home run in the top of the seventh inning, and the Orioles essentially have no answer for that for the remainder of the game. Uh, and I would give my commentary on how they're doing on Saturday night, but uh, but it's best that I save that vitriol and that salt for uh, Wednesday's episode. Because boy, I tell you, the Orioles—they start out hot, they start out fresh, they look like they could you know do a little something something. They make history with John Means as no hitter, and then they completely fall off the f- off the face of the freaking earth, and fall f- and fall flat on their ass, and fall flat on their face, and embarrass themselves in front of America. You know, the next day, the next moment, they have outside of John Means, they have no starting pitching to speak of whatsoever. Matt Harvey is shot. Does he should hang it up after this season? Jorge Lopez, who has exactly zero business being on a Major League Baseball roster, is so mind-bogglingly trash. He belongs. He belongs on some some team's rookie or A-ball club. Let alone hell, he needs to. He shouldn't even. He should be an independent ball. The guy stinks so bad at his job. They have no starting pitching. The bats are as dead as a freaking doornail. The lack of plate discipline with this squad is it will make you pull your freaking hair out. I mean, and I and all this rebuild and all this rebuild bullcrap and this that, and the other. I don't want to hear it. Damn it! You're a professional baseball team. You gotta give you when you lose games. You lose if you lose games being competitive, and you know, and 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 a team gets you that's better than you. They get you. Okay, fine. But just to lie down and die like a, f- oh, I'm about to drop an F-bomb. But just to lie down and die like a bunch of freaking lapdogs and have no competitive spirit, no heart, no gumption, no stick about them, that I can't accept and that will I and that I will not understand and go for. Brandon Hyde needs to kick over needs to kick over a water cooler, get in somebody else's face, cuss, scream, throw some chairs, do something to get to to light a fire underneath this team's ass that has been essentially dead man walking for the better part of the last two weeks or so since John Means is no hitter. One win since John Means is no hitter. One. They have been dead. They have been lifeless. Their defense has has been in the toilet. Trey Mancini can't catch a ball. Uh, Matt Harvey can't catch a ball try, uh, trying to cover the first base. They're swinging and missing and striking out left and right. Instead of trying to hit a home run, instead of tr- essentially trying to do too much at the plate and essentially, you know, play station to station, good old-fashioned fashion baseball. They try to hit the ball 9 million miles, and then all they do is just pop up in the air. The, the opposing pitchers have easy nine-pitch or fewer innings. It's just been a complete disgrace. And this team, and I don't want to hear any bullcrap about rebuild this, rebuild that. To hell with the, to hell with the goddamn rebuild. Get off your ass. Quit screwing around. I like a professional baseball team. Show some gumption. Show some life. Score some runs on the board. Pitch like you're a professional baseball, but not a not a bunch of little leaguers. And win some baseball games you that you that you you know actually have that you have a chance on winning. 
and be a professional baseball team that's worth my time to sit on, sit down on my ass and watch for three and a half hours every single night. Stop! I'm so sick and tired of hearing people say, well, it's a rebuild as an excuse and all they have a strong minor league system. Damn it, I'm waiting long enough. It's time for me to start seeing some results. Orioles are starting to get me pissed off in case you haven't realized. The, 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 the short little month and a half honeymoon that has existed with my Baltimore Orioles is, uh, is starting to come to a close. And, and and you know and, and and the and the bloom is starting to come off the rose with Trey Mancini too. God bless him. Thank God that he defeat colon cancer. It's about time he starts getting up into. It's about time he starts doing a little bit more. You know, miss fielding balls, miss fielding balls at third base, swinging and missing that straight and striking out at balls up at his neck and up down at his shoe tops. It's, it's starting to get a little old and starting to get unacceptable. Get your crap together, please. Just because you're in a rebuild doesn't give you an excuse for you to all the for you all to play like 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 a bunch of amateurs. Get it together. Let's go. Starting to get pissed at him in case you haven't noticed. I guess it's just a warm-up act for when my Bengals open up the season 0-7 because Zach Taylor doesn't know his ass from his elbow and clock mismanagement. Joe Burrow is getting sacked on his ass and everything else. So I guess you can call it a warm-up act for the salt that's going to be produced from yours truly in the next coming months. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the J Shield. If you're new to the show, please subscribe. Uh, if you haven't already, it's your boy Jai Shields. Get vaccinated. If you haven't already, talk there Wednesday. Y'all stay safe. See ya.